Right, so last session, uh, basically, after the assassination of the Reverend Cornfield, the shit hit the fan in Bingham, Oklahoma. And Jane attempted to extricate herself from the situation and snuck away from the, the clusterfuck that was going on by the burnt-out remains of the church. But in the process, ended up being uh, caught up with by... Uh, Charles, Ethan, and the sheriff, Sheriff Benson. She managed to talk her way out of it, but in the process gave the sheriff a good idea that the instigators, the real instigators of what had happened, and the assassins of the Reverend Cornfield, were heading back to the Schoenbarn house. And so the sheriff ran off to try to gather a lynch mob to sort them all out. Now, at the same time, uh, Spencer and Bart have been sort of <laughs> exploring the edges of all this chaos, and uh, Charles caught up with them and has sort of dragged them back into the madness. Ethan is steadily falling apart. Uh, he has, first of all, he followed the two assassins and followed them back to the Shambam house and got there just as Camille had gone inside and is kind of launching around outside. There are a number of scared and angry people inside, some of whom have guns. And Camille has been trying to advise Ethan to get the hell out of here. Charles has meanwhile split off from the others again, has uh, found his motorcycle at long last, has loaded up the sidecar with his Tommy gun and dynamite, and is getting ready to commit an atrocity. <laughs> Spencer has gone and installed himself on a nearby roof, ready to I don't know, rain leaden death down upon people. And Bart has gone back to the makeshift altar where the outdoor service was taking place. And, you know, in the process of stepping over the mutilated body of the Reverend Cornfield, partially eaten by Greg, he has taken out the serpent scepter and is now trying to attune himself with it so that he can gather the local snakes to him, because he saw Camilla do that sometime before when she used it. Okay, well, let's pick it up then. Well, actually, before we pick it up with anything else, because I think you are going to need this very badly, let's do a luck refresh. I can see <laughs> a lot of luck being spent this session. Yeah. Then let's start off with Bart. Uh, so, Dave, do you want to roll a luck roll for Bart and see? Come on, bad luck! Yes! Oh wow! Roll the ninety-nine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. Never well, a better get... time to roll that. <clears throat> it really was. You get two d ten plus ten luck then. Mm, sixteen. Well, bloody hell! That takes me luck. quite a lot of luck. Okay, then moving Jesus. across my grid, the next one up is Charles. So, Joe, do you want to make that luck roll? 
Okay, versus 64, I get a 97. (laughs) (laughs) So you get 3d10 plus 10 because you have the the luck... uh, What is it? Uh, Lucky or... Lucky Lucky talent. Yes, pop talent. I get an extra 20 luck. Oh, it's good. This is a good day. (laughs) That brings me to 84 luck. (laughs) (laughs) Then Camille, can you make a luck roll for Jane, please? I can indeed. See what they can keep. keep oh, the, I have uh, a 73 luck, so. Oh, I rolled a 71. Okay, so you, you haven't managed to keep the streak going. Oh, uh, you still get Gosh. 1d10 plus 5 luck, so it's not okay. all bad. Not too bad. Okay, that's alright. So well, that's 12, 12 total. Yeah, I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> Okay, Karen, let's see. Uh, I think Ethan is going to need all the luck he can get here. So let's <laughs> see what you can roll. I rolled a 62 again. against 70. Ah, well, you still get a d10 plus 5. So, 14 additional luck. Can't, can't 14. say anything oh, about nice. that. No, that's, that's a lot good. of luck. And then finally, Aaron, can you roll for Spencer, please? I roll a 69. And how much luck does Spencer have? Uh, currently 56. Okay, so you get 2d10 plus 10. And I roll... 20. Nice. Okay, so you're all juiced up on luck. Uh, so I'm expecting to see the luck points flying around like confetti in this session. <laughs> So now this is where I decide to go to the car and drive into the sunset. (laughs) (laughs) With your horde of luck points. (laughs) I've had enough of being here. (laughs) Well, I think because we left it on the cliffhanger with Bart, it would be rude not to pick up again in the same place. So Bart was standing there in amongst the the dead and dying uh, people, uh, either the body of the Reverend Cornfield had been shot, or the people had been bitten by the rattlesnakes afterwards. And he's standing there, you know, the, ra- the rattlesnakes are just ignoring him, and he's pulled out the serpent scepter and has raised it aloft and is trying to commune with its ancient power. The eyes are glowing green on it. Do you want to make a power roll for Bart then? Why, yes, I do. And make it a really good one. Fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Did not you say you just got a whole lot of luck? Yeah, I rolled a 93 against 80. Oh. And it needs to be an extreme success. Pardon? It needs to be an extreme success. Jesus. You could could push push that roll. (sighs) It's luck on a push roll, though. Which is what makes it so sweet. An extreme success. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I mean, I at the it. moment, I mean, y- you are opening up your mind to it, and it's filling your head with all sorts of strange images from ancient times—the times when the serpent people ruled the earth, and humanity, such as it was, were just their chattel and their food. But, but you, yeah, it's resisting you at the moment. I, I remember I have thalmomania. Yeah. <laughs> so infuriated and, and frustrated to the point of madness 
after having raised the scepter aloft and attempted to, to, to bend it to my will and it resisting me, I pull it to my to eye level to where I'm staring the eyes, the glowing red eyes of the scepter straight in the eyes, and I focus my entire will, <laughs> opening up my mind, opening up my very soul to this thing in an attempt to bend it to my will. You have a 16% chance. Don't blow it. Oh, it's going to blow. <laughs> oh, 22! But you can't spend luck on the push roll. No. So Aww. close. So close. What would have been extreme... For Mr. Mathphobe here, what would have been extreme success have been? Six, 16. So you missed it by six. Dang. Well, then Bart gl looks into the glowing green eyes of the scepter... Yeah, and and his head is being filled more and more with these images. They're flooding into him, just temporarily uh, you know, blotting out, obliterating everything that makes up Bartholomew Armand, and just filling his head with all these ancient Ophidian images, all these this ancient lore of the serpent people. And yeah, uh, not that there are any of your friends around to witness this, but yeah, Bart just suddenly starts convulsing and falls over backwards, lying on the ground. <laughs> the rattlesnakes writhing all over him. He gonna get snakes. <laughs> Don't suppose I get a Cthulhu mythos from this nonsense. <laughs> well, we'll work out what happened to you in a few <laughs> minutes, but. But for the moment, let's just leave you and your new snaky friends to get cuddly on the ground. <laughs> it's not the first time that's happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. I'm just looking for warmth. <laughs> so snakes do, right? <laughs> that's what but they all say, and then the they leave. Oh. <laughs> so, um... Spencer is in place on the roof of one of the neighbouring houses. Ethan is skulking about in the undergrowth. Charles is on his motorcycle, having roared out... No, 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 I'm peeking through the oh, gap in the garage that, doors and my motorcycle behind me. That's right, sorry. Yes, Charles is sneaking out... Uh, sorry, peeking out from the shed with his bike and dynamite and Tommy gun <laughs> at the ready. <laughs> Uh, the only true Call of Cthulhu player here. <laughs> Jane... Just need a flamethrower to make it right. <laughs> Jane is within uh, the Schoenbaum residence. There, as everyone is getting more and more panicky, just waiting for the horrors to come. There are guns poking out the window. You know, the, the shutter's largely pulled over to provide cover, but, you know, the, the, the few guns that people had there are now poking out the front of the house, ready to defend. And, yeah, you can see on the road coming down towards, there is a group of men. Uh... They are carrying flaming torches and brands. They are carrying guns. And they are marching towards the house. The sheriff is in the lead. What's everyone doing? Sorry, where's Ethan? He, is he like kneeling down by the window? Is it at the front yeah, of the I house, the back of the house? It's at the front of the house. I can't leave because they're all looking out the windows <laughs> and, I, and I can't go in without fighting so I, I think I know what I'm going to do when it's my turn we'll see well I, I think Ethan is probably 
in the centre of this all, so he's, he's probably a, a good choice to act first. So what is Ethan doing? So I'm going to take off my... Um... Actually, no, I don't know that, though. I haven't communicated with anyone in the house, so I don't know that, that they're, they're also upset with the killers, necessarily. I didn't overhear anything. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. We can retcon this. Give me a listen roll, uh, because mm. a lot of these conversations were taking place by windows. You might have heard. Might have heard. Okay. Oh, dear, no. I did not hear anything. 93, I rolled. Uh, <clears throat> okay, no. Uh, against a listen of 20, so definitely didn't hear anything. <laughs> In fact, I almost got hearing damage from trying to listen. <laughs> So um, it's just too much like flapping skin in your ear. Yeah, yeah, it's just a blah blah blah. blah. My listening holes are, are obstructed by my flesh holes. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've only got one ear now. Remember, Greg ate the other one. Yeah, true. So if anyone actually takes a closer look, they might freak out. Uh, so what what is Ethan doing? I think I'm going to try to sneak into the house. I know that they're look watching the windows at the front but I'm going to try and sneak around the side and very stealthily try and peek into a window to see if there's any kind of opening for me to get into the house. Charles could just open the door a crack and go, Hey, Ethan! Psst! Over here! <laughs> oh, shit! Is that you, Charles? What are you doing Psst, in there? Get, keep down! Keep down! Come on, get in! Get in! Get in! And I hustle in. So what exactly What are you doing here? I'm not happy with anything right now. And I decided rather than getting kind of upset or like angry at you and your snake face or angry at me and my goddamn snake hand, yeah. I just thought I'd just burn the world down and maybe save a few innocents <laughs> while I'm at it. What exactly happened to your hand? Oh my God. Is it happening? Never mind that. Come on, over here. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. It's coming. All right, all right. Um, um. Wait, so who who are we trying to... Like, I, I want to get the, the, the gunman. That's the only people I'm after. Um, right, right. There's a, a dynamite in the sidecar. Oh, p- perfect. Um, also, <laughs> I, I think I, I wanted to find out from the from the sheriff, if possible, where exactly um, the, the reverend used to go for the pilgrimage. That's like a bit of a focus for me right now. Just letting you know. You're... <laughs> I know my accent's bad, but what's going on with yours? You sound like Curran. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to, uh, to. Yeah, I'm just saying that's exactly what I'm going for. Is I'm trying to. We need. To, I want to get hold of the sheriff so I can ask him. So if you can try not to kill the sheriff specifically, um, that would be ideal. If not, we'll get the information somewhere else. Well, I've never actually fired this thing, but. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like the ones I practice with, and he kind of straps on one of those like fifty bullet drums onto <laughs> his Thompson machine. <laughs> oh yes. But if he lives, you can ask him whatever you want. No, I'm not here to kill loads of people. I'm just saving innocents. All right. Starts like strapping dynamite into his pocket. Well, and I'm peeking out. I'm peeking out between the the little gap there while he's saying this with his playing with his gun. I'm like, um, I, I think you're gonna have to move soon it looks like they're basically here right 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 okay uh okay and charles like kneels down and starts looking at the gap as well okay so while all this is going on spencer is getting a good view of what is happening from the nearby roof 
You can see this angry mob coming towards the house. You can see gunmen in the window of the house. You know that Jane went in there earlier, and you're fairly certain you saw Ethan skulking around outside. What are you doing? Yeah, I, I kind of saw Ethan creep into like a like a garage, and there seems to be someone else inside there with him. Um, I've pulled up uh, a bandana up over my nose, uh, so all you've got is my eyes now, and uh, my hat pulled down quite far <laughs> over my head, and uh, I'm just sitting up there with my rifle. I'm uh, being very quiet and uh, just watching what's going on at the moment. Um, I'm what I think I'm going to wait until the shooting starts, and then that way um, I'll be very hard to spot amongst the chaos and all the firing and everything. In which case, yeah, the sheriff stands in front of the Schoenbaum house. You know, his, his fairly small mob behind him and just shouts, Schoenbaum, send out your men, the ones who killed the Reverend, send them out now. We don't have to kill all of you, just send the ones who are responsible. And Jane inside the house can see Bill Schoenbaum isn't very happy about this. Obviously, the two men who killed the Reverend are very happy about this. No one's very happy about this, really. There's lots of muttering, but no indication that they're going to send the men out. Jane's just kind of um, nervously got one hand resting on her gun, just kind of waiting to see how this plays out because she's just got no idea where it's going to go at this point. In which case, yeah, I mean, Bill Schoenbaum comes to the window and you know, shouts out look sheriff we're not sending anyone out not with you and that lynch mob there we can settle this in the cold light of day tomorrow but tonight you just take your men away no one has to die and can we have it as canon that he looks like Emilio Estevez <laughs> <laughs> I well, Emilio Estevez, if he were about six foot four and built like a side of beef, he's he's the town blacksmith. <laughs> but yeah, they yeah, there's there's muttering amongst the the lynch mob outside, and yeah, those of you who are keeping an eye on them can sort of see that you know, a few are raising guns now in the direction of the house. You can see. Well, actually, yeah. I mean, no, you don't need a spot-hidden roll for this. You can see that there is one of the men who has broken off and is, is sneaking around the side of the house as best he can, but he is carrying a flaming brand, which is illuminating him. But he seems to be going around towards the back of the house. Right, Ethan, we need to make a decision. What side are you even on? I'm on the side that shows those two men dead and me finding out where I have to go in the desert to to see what how, how exactly the Reverend made this connection with Yig. I don't understand. There must be a temple or something. This doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Because you seemed awful buddy-buddy to the Reverend. I'm kind of worried there that you were kind of... I don't know. Let's just say... Charles, that for the first time I felt like I actually belonged to something, and this this has been quite hard for me. Now all I want is some revenge and some answers. 
So, hang, hang up. You, you do realize that the sheriff didn't kill the reverend. If anyone killed the reverend, it's probably some chap in that house over there. And, like, Charles will offer you his uh, hip flask. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take a sip. It's probably empty, though. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? Shaking it, kind of back to you. That, look, I'm, I know they're, they're in that house, and I don't, I don't know if I'm going to get my revenge or, or, if, we're, or if we're going to get some justice. But the Reverend was a good man, and he was very good to me. Now, I'd like to know a little bit more before we leave and report back to Caduceus. I understand that it was always our goal, but he was good to me. When I was injured, he healed me. Like, I know you, you weren't there for that, but... <laughs> <laughs> right, sure. I, I'm, I'm glad you, he, you found a friend and all. Um, and I'm sort of like looking out the window. Is, is it you said there's one of the, the, yeah. the posses going round the back <clears throat> with a flaming brand? Yeah, he, he's, he's mm-hmm. disappeared out of sight. Um, on the other hand, Spencer, from his vantage point, can see this young man now leaning on his hands and knees just round the back of the house. He's got the flaming brand, and he's trying to get the wood at the back of the on the back porch to catch fire. Okay, so he's. If I needed to make a shot, he's in a place where I can make that shot. Is he? Yes. Okay. All right, then. So I just note that down and I carry on, continue watching what's going on. Okay. Well, he carries on setting fire to the house, then. (laughs) 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 Um, Right. So from from inside the house, Jane... Yeah, I'll tell you what, actually, give me a spot hidden roll for Jane. It's one of my favourite roles. Um, I say that all myself now, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, six, 63 under 80, so. Oh, good. Okay. Then, yeah, I mean, everyone else is very focused on what's going on outside. You can smell smoke and it seems <laughs> to be coming from the back of the house okay um I think I'm going to just kind of ask like does any does anyone smell smoke and she isn't even sure if anyone hears it but she kind of goes to check out what's happening yeah I mean everyone else is a bit preoccupied by the large group of men with guns at the front mm-hmm but yeah, as you go towards the back of the house, towards where the back porch is, yeah, there's definitely smoke coming up through the floorboards. Okay, um, so I'm probably going to yell, there's a fire, they've started a fire, and get oh, their attention. God. And uh, yeah, I, and as soon as you start yelling that, there is chaos. Yeah, uh, immediately people start panicking, screaming, running around. Please, someone get some get some water, get some sheets quickly, and then I'll um go over and see if I can look at perhaps a window nearby, nearer the smoke, I guess, to see if I can see who's actually setting the fire or if that's still happening. Well, when you talk about getting some water, I mean, there's one of the women who shouts, "The pumps outside!" <laughs> sheets, bed sheets, anything. Okay, but but you're going to see whether you can see who's setting the fire. Yeah. Uh, well, 
Um, I won't. I won't ask you to make another spot hidden roll. Let's just roll with the success you had there. Okay. So yeah, I mean, in in amongst all the thick thickening smoke, and you can now see that some of the floorboards near where you are are blackening, and there are flames coming up mm. through the cracks. Yeah, as as you get to one of the back windows, you know, in amongst all, you know, you're beginning to choke now in the smoke. You can mm. see, yeah, there is there is a man with a flaming brand who who's now scuttling over, you know, uh, past round the other side of the porch, mm. and and looks like he's stopping to start another fire elsewhere. I will aim my gun at him best I can and just scream at him like, "Stop or I'll shoot!" Like, "Get away from here or I'll shoot!" Then, yeah, you smash the glass out of the window. And almost immediately, I mean, you can see the man looks around at you. I mean, I say man, he looks like he's probably about 17. And, uh, you know, j- just this kid wearing a, a bandana, you know, that's, it looks like it was around his face, but it's dropped down a bit. He's he's holding the flaming brand in one hand, and he's got a revolver in the other. And he's looking up at you, his, his eyes wide with panic. And, you know, as he sees the gun in his hand, he almost hesitantly brings his gun up and points it towards you. Don't even test me, I'm a sure shot. Run now or I'll shoot. Give me an intimidate roll. I can't remember how intimidating I am. <laughs> Probably not very. <laughs> oh well, let's give it a go. That's a 40 and I have a 35%, so I'm going to spend a luck. Okay, five points of luck. So, yeah, in this, this you know, young man looks up at you and his hand shaking you know, he, he looks really hesitant about the idea of shooting you or shooting anyone and you know, as, as you shout out to him and he sees you, know, you pointed the gun towards him he just drops the, the, the flaming brand uh, which you know, rolls under the house and then oh. he's, he's running and then he's running for his life Dang. do I see any of this I'm oh holding. absolutely you see all of it <laughs> Okay. Like the audience. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just waiting for my like a good chance to intervene. I don't want to give my position away. That's yeah, and I guess I would have no idea that you're there. So, uh, would it be possible to retrieve the torch from under the house, or is it just too out of range? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so you clamber out the window um, and you know jump down onto the ground. The torch, like I say, that's rolled under the house. Uh, give me a luck roll just to see whether it has spread or rather caught there. Hey, I have 80 luck and 58 rolls, so... Okay, that's good. So, yeah, you managed to get to the torch. I mean, it is just at this stage blackening the wood under the house, and you can see scorch marks. But by the time you get to the torch, yeah, um... Yeah, you managed to stop it actually setting the wood there on fire. But from your position, your position, you can see over on the other side of the tor- the porch, that there is there are flames now licking up the back of the house uh, from from underneath. So Spencer can certainly sort of see this happening from his vantage point. Charles and Ethan, you know, you, you can you heard you know breaking glass shouting. And now from your vantage point, you can see fire. You can't see Jane from where you are. First, we're going to have to act soon. Charles, what, what do you see? Is there smoke? Christ, I'm going to have to go. Uh, Ethan, don't get in any trouble. And Charles opens the door. I'm going to run around the back of the house. As he's doing this, he hears the revving mm. of his motorcycle. Mm. <laughs> and as you run around the back of the house, you can see Jane there. Um... 
Charles is going to take in the scenes. There's like men, women, children. He's going to yeah. sort of look in dismay at what's looking, turning soon going to be a bloodbath and shout, those people out front are not here to party. They're, they're, they're a lynch mob forming. Quick, get out the back. A friend of mine is, I- I'm sure, going to create a distraction any moment <laughs> now. I told him to not do anything. <laughs> Stay out of trouble. Quick, follow me. Come on, everybody. Children first. Excellent. Give me a persuade roll to see whether you can bring some calm to this panicked mob. Uh, persuade ten. <laughs> <laughs> I had this problem a minute ago. Or <laughs> your last episode. Uh, okay. Uh, fifty-four. What? Fifty-three. You've got enough luck, right? Got plus one in there. For I'm gonna, second. I'm gonna raise my, I'm gonna raise my uh, submachine gun and it goes. Everybody out the back door now. So you're going to push, uh, push by going for it. Yeah, that's going to be intimidate if you're using your machine gun to do it. Okay. Uh, do I get any bonus dice? Because I'm way Yeah, I'll give, I'll, give, I'll give you a bonus die for the submachine gun. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, oh, that, no, it's a fail. 38 versus 33. Uh, well, you get, a bon- <laughs> you, get a bo- you get a bonus die as well. Oh, I do, I do get yes. a bonus die. I do get a bonus die. Okay. That doesn't help. <laughs> uh... So, I think, yeah, because that pushed the roll, then, yeah, you pull out this submachine gun, you're shouting at people, they can't make out what you're saying over the other shouts going on. There's just this strange man, you know, as the building's caught fire, who's run in with a gun and is waving it around and is shouting, you know, things that they can't understand. And, and yeah, next thing you know, that, yeah, <laughs> there, there, there is a hail of gunfire heading in your direction through the thickening smoke. Uh, one of the bullets catches you uh, on the side in the ribs. Uh, you know, it feels like you've just been punched in the ribs by a giant. You can take a d6 damage for that. And yeah, you've, you, you, you at least for the moment just fall to your knees on the burning floorboards. <laughs> Charles starts coughing. <laughs> so who's firing? You can't tell. The, I mean, Charles has run into the, the uh, house and there is now gunfire from within the house. So it's all within the house. No one it out is. the front is firing. No. Okay. I'm going to look at Greg and I'm going to be like, Greg, you sit in this little side carriage bit and I'll sit here on the top of the... See, isn't this fun? We could get one of these. I think it'd be quite good. And then uh, then I hear some gunfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg Greg jumps into the sidecar and makes himself comfortable on top of the dynamite. All right, Greg, good stuff. Right, <laughs> I've completely said over my head. There's dynamite in there? Anyway, <laughs> I'm like, Greg, you're getting all comfortable. All right. Uh, and then I hear this gunfire happening off in the distance. I'm like, oh, shit, what kind of trouble have Charles gotten himself into now? I better make a distraction. And I'm not sure that I think I, in my opinion, <laughs> at this point, the firing has happened from out the front. So uh, it's the lynch mob who have come to fire. Um, totally reasonable assumption. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, so I'm going no, no, to I, I burst out the, the driving through, straight through the two doors, and I take a, a, a clean right and I go straight forward, and I'm like, everyone stop! Everyone stop! So Spencer obviously can see this happening perfectly. Mm-hmm. So there is this motorcycle and sidecar that has burst out of the shed, smashing the the doors into matchwood. There's Ethan on it. Um, Actually, can you give me a luck roll for Ethan, please? (sighs) Thank God, I thought you were going to say drive roll, but you're not not that cruel. Uh, That's good. uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
So I rolled a 26 against 84. Oh, that's good. Okay, so the broken wood didn't rip the last of your face off. Um, no, no, I was going to take that so, off myself. <laughs> so, yeah. They, so you can see, yeah, they, this motorcycle and sidecar race up towards the mob. The mob, you know, from looking at the building and the smoke that's rising from there now, almost to a man suddenly turn around and they've got their guns pointed at Ethan. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I think this is a perfect point to break over and find out what's going on with Bart. So, yeah, you had all these strange images of, you know, these ancient serpent man cities and these sort of prehistoric looking forests. And you wake up, yeah, after everything goes black. And you're there at the base of this ziggurat uh, that is made of some kind of green stone. There is this luscious tropical forest growing all around. You can hear things moving in the undergrowth. There are... Uh, Insects buzzing around you as as you as your eyes come to you can see this dragonfly, the size of a hawk, just hovering over you. You fuck! What? Uh. Oh dear. Not again. Huh? Yeah, and uh, I mean, as you're as you're coming to, I mean, you can see that this sort of ziggurat structure. It's a bit like the one you saw in the visions during your initiation ritual. Mm. The the difference is that in this one there there is a jade throne that is sitting on top on top of it, and sitting on the jade throne, sort of spread across it in a fairly languid way, looking a combination of bored and irritated, as best you can tell, is tyrannish looking down at you. <sighs> Bartholomew, what are you doing now? Well, um... This time, I was trying to activate a, a, a relic, uh, which I, I believed would give me control over snakes, which would have been rather handy, given really? the particular what? situation. What, what, t- tell me more about this relic. What what kind of thing is it? Uh, it it's a serpent. Uh, it's, a, it's a scepter with a, a serpent head. You've, and, uh, you you have you have my scepter. Oh, that, that was entombed with me all those years ago. You have it. I thought it had been lost. You must return that to me, Bartholomew. That is an item of great power. Oh, I, I, I have been looking all over for that. Once, once I find the crown, that will amplify its effects immensely. Oh, you are a wonderful man. Oh, why, thank you. It sort of does, does a bit of a blush smile. Though it does occur to him, in amongst the visions he had before he arrived here, Bart did did, did Bart see people essentially being used as, as cattle, as, as, as oh, yeah. meat animals by, by the lizards? Yeah, uh, and slaves and... Yeah. Well, the slaves thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, yeah, some of them would definitely be eaten. Being eaten. Yeah, and it wasn't by, like, some bad weirdo cult that was just normal behavior. Ah. Yes, um... 
Well, don't suppose you could tell me how to use it in the meantime. I'm a bit of, in a bit of a sticky situation, and if I am to get the scepter back to you, it would be immensely helpful at the moment. Oh, yes, yes, I suppose so. I mean, with that, I mean, she she gets up from the throne and starts shimming her way down the, the steps of the ziggurat towards you. Can you perhaps... I mean, you do understand that this is a dream. I mean, it's, it's my dream, not yours, but you're entirely welcome to it. But do you suppose that you can perhaps imagine the, the scepter in your hand? Well, yes, I did assume it was a dream. It's becoming a somewhat um, regular occurrence, shall we say. I would jokingly say we'd have to stop meeting like this, but I do rather enjoy it. Oh, your majesty as, as, and I and I as, and I give her a bow. <laughs> she 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 giggles in a rather disconcerting way for you know someone who is eight foot tall, muscular and covered in scales. Mm, my type exactly. <laughs> I and, and she she runs uh, a talent hand gently across your face, drawing only the lightest amount of blood. Right. Ah. Uh, mm sort of rub my forehead uh, between between my brows to the bridge of my nose and then I sort of hold up my hand just in front of me concentrating on imagining the scepter in my hand, visualizing it. And and yes, as you do that I mean, it's, it's not entirely substantial, but you, know, you, you can sort of imagine it in your hands and as you do so, I mean, you know, tyrannish gives you what you suppose is the serpent person equivalent of a smile. It certainly involves a lot of teeth. Yeah. Uh, and and now? Uh, what, what, what do I do with it? I'm afraid it resisted my will when, in, in the real world. Well, maybe, maybe if we combine our wills on this, we can tame this beast. But you do understand if we do this together... You know, this this will be very much my scepter, and I, I will I will license the use of it to you until you return it to me. But but it will be bound to me. Um. Uh, well, if that's necessary, uh, could you not? Teach me to to bind it to myself, and just oh. in case. Oh, Bart, Bart, you, you are such an entertaining little monkey sometimes, but you do understand that this is, <laughs> this, this is far outside your, your abilities. Um, very well. Uh, if you would assist. Then, yes, I mean, she clasps her hands around yours, just engulfing them with her, her huge clawed hands. Um, and, you know, you, you can feel, again, the scepter glowing. This time the eyes are looking into hers. And, you know, in, in the green light, for a moment, you just catch this image of her... Uh, you know, you'd, almost like a ghostly image of this crown around her head, this huge metal crown with these rearing cobras coming out as the, the points on it. Um, and she just sighs in near ecstasy and says, ah, 
Oh yes. my. Yes, this this is it. Oh, how I have missed this. Well, it was good for me too. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Bartholomew, for bringing it back to me. And maybe, maybe it will provo- provide you with some help uh, back in the working world. But don't tarry. We, we must meet up again in person. I, I will be in contact with you soon yeah, to let you know where to find me. I, I, I have... I have a little mission to take care of, but once I've done that, we can be reunited. And between us, oh, I have such plans for you. And yeah, she wonderful. She 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 strokes your face a couple more times, and then brings her hand back and just slaps you hard across the face. <laughs> and 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 with that you suddenly wake up. You're there lying in the, the red earth of the street, rattlesnakes all over you, the eye the green eyes of the scepter just glowing brightly. And yeah, the few the few rattlesnakes that that were loose are now crawling towards you as well. And you can feel every one of their little minds just you know, reaching out towards you, almost like your children. Can I command them, or guide them? Oh God, them? no, no. <laughs> you 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 can you can hear them. They're drawn to you, but but that seems to be it. Hmm. Can I reach out to communicate through the scepter? Oh God, no. I know that's... <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yes. So, so it's functionally useless. Just interesting to me. Well, you, you you do feel that not only are all the rattlesnakes around here coming to you, but you 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 know you can feel your mind reaching out and making contact with every other snake in what feels like a huge radius, and you can uh-huh. suddenly feel them all coming towards you. Are they friendly? Guess we'll find out. Thank you so much for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back very soon with more Rhyme of the Frost Maiden and more Two-Headed Serpent. If you can't wait that long, then the next episodes have already been posted to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash how we roll podcast. For $5 a month, you get access to you get early access to all our uh, episodes and you also get some Patreon-only content such as The Space Between with Scott Dawood as Keeper and Cult Divinity Lost. Not only that, but you directly keep the show going. We absolutely couldn't release weekly and we probably couldn't do the show without the spot of our patreon so thank you all so much so thank you to all of our patrons and to our newest supporters russell lee and john hunter thank you guys um we we want to say a couple of thank yous before we go as well we want to thank you thank battle bards um for their support many of the music and sound effects you hear in the show come directly from battle bards so please do check out battlebards.com and we also want to direct you to does it roll is our brand new twitch stream so it's twitch.tv forward slash does it roll and we're currently streaming every Sunday at 8pm I believe on December the 5th is our next stream which is actually a Saturday and we're looking at doing a Call of Cthulhu stream so check out our social medias for announcements there that is all from us thank you again for listening and see you all soon